engage. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to the 320 Club podcast. Why is it called the 320 Club? Well, 420 was already taken, and happy hour is happening somewhere else. We're your hosts. I'm Whiskey. And I'm Rox. So, we got a, we got a lot of news to talk about this week. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, it's, it, well, we're recording, it's family day right now, so we're, here's to your family. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> what are we drinking here? Having some white wine. Dessert. <laughs> Man, I am all over the place. That is, this is homemade stuff, eh? Yeah. It's very good. Very tasty. You can't even tell that there's 20% alcohol mm-hmm. in it. <laughs> um, so, okay, I'm a little bit all over the place, I get it, but uh, there's a couple of things that are going on, and I don't want to spend too, too long on, on this one topic, but uh, I want to talk about the Amber Alert, and I'm sure there's a fair amount of people who are who are aware of this thing. Did you get the Amber Alert? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I just got to sleep when they woke me up. Okay, so where where are you on this thing? Like, what do you what do you think about it? I'm curious. I I got mixed feelings on the whole thing. Um, where am I in Amber Alerts? Well, let's 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 r- roll reverse. I guess I think that's probably the better way to, to approach this. Let's approach from all sides. Uh, we can say that uh, I'm not involved, so don't bo- involve me. That's usually one one side. But on the other side, if you're a mom or you're a parent. If it was your and kid, your, and your kid is going is something going on with your kid, and you need a hail mary pass, yeah, that's the Amber Alert for sure. I completely agree. Um, in this case, was it effective? <clears throat> well, I guess that's missed results because, well, according to the news, it was effective. I mean, they pushed out the guy's license plate. So, so for those who don't know, uh, do you know the whole situation? Yes, but yes, I do. So, but the thing is, mixed results means the child came back alive. In this yeah, case, she's already I see, dead. I see right? what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But like, they've still found the guy, I guess. But I guess the issue is, is that people are complaining about the Amber Alert itself, how loud it is, how invasive it is, that kind of thing. I mean, I don't mind the, I don't mind the means, like the means over which they did it is. Is I'm I'm fine with that, and you know there was a, there was also a lot of people who were complaining about it. They complained into uh, the Peel Region uh, Police Department, or I don't I don't know the full details, but uh, I know the I think it was the Peel Region Police Chief or whatever made a statement the following day, like claiming just how disappointed he was and all the people who sent in complaints over nine one one, clogging. Uh, they're using nine one one to to file complaints. Um, when you know, I mean that's. I think people are just complete ignorance. Oh, for sure, I totally so, agree. I mean, I mean, I'm a parent. You're a parent. It's uh, it's one of those things. I mean, how many of those people that were complaining don't have kids? Yeah, or never been in a situation where their kid ran away, or you know, just 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 let's go through the lines of efforts. Do you want to rely on the number of police we have, or how how about this? Instead of Amber Alerts, let's raise taxes and get more police. <laughs> how, how, about, how about that one? Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there, but when, you know, in several contexts, every person on that cell phone becomes a set potential sensor um, in the sense that they're f- potential feeding of proper information into 
the uh, the search. Yeah, I think it's important. Mm-hmm. But you would not be complaining if a tornado was coming through your area. No, no, and uh, destroyed a bunch of houses. Um, you'd be like, "Oh, thank God, I knew to go down in my basement." Yeah, but I, I, I think just because it didn't touch them, they're like, "Not, it's not in my backyard. It's not my problem." I mean, grow the frick up. Yeah, it's, it's we're here to be collectively strong, and we talk about being good citizens and improving the uh, the welfare state, so to speak. But yet, you won't make any sacrifices for anybody else? Shut the hell up. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that I kind of see. Like, I'm also trying to look at it from both sides of the issue. Like, okay, so let's just let's just take the grain of salt and, and of those people who are complaining and just, you know, the way that I see it is if you're going to put out an alert over a means over, like, the mobile domain or whatever... Um, I, I totally agree with that. Like that's, that's fine. You're turning everybody into a sensor. That's great. But here's the thing. Um, if you look at the content of that particular message, okay. So they're describing a person who was traveling. I think it was like, I can't remember if it was eastbound or westbound on the 401. Um, so your nearest target audience that's going to be able to identify that license plate is also driving on the 401. So there's two two issues there. The first issue is you're now encouraging uh, texting and driving. Okay, so you're actually you're putting a text on a phone, and if we're supposed to be deterring, if we're supposed to be preventing and deterring people from texting and driving, you just accomplish the exact opposite of that. Unless you have a car that was built in the last five years, and that's not a problem. Well, not everybody has. I I know, but you know what? Everything is moderation. Yeah, uh, and then the second thing is, is what if you got caught in a massive snowstorm and you're trying to drive like cautiously, and you know you're you're full, you're you're basically white knuckling it through a snowstorm, and all of a sudden this massive alert sound comes on in your car, scares the shit out of you, and makes you swerve into a ditch, and now you just became another casualty in the police's search for somebody else, like. I'm trying to. I'm. There's there's, there's scenarios lot of, there's, there's where lot of, this yeah, I know. This is not as effective. I I'm. What I'm saying is, I agree with the means. I agree with putting an alert on people's phones that gets broadcast out to everybody. I get that. That's fine. But you need to have. I think the delivery could be adjusted. That's all I'm saying. That said, they were able to identify the person's license plate. Like there, like you said, it was. You know, it was. There, you said it was measured success, or it was uh, yeah, it was you know what they they achieved. So, in these situations, when you have a little girl, timing is the essence, right? absolutely. So, if your little girl is sitting there in, in, in someone's car and they have a lead and they're gonna put on an amber alert to find a suspect, well, you know, let, let's look at it, let's look at the level of harm. There's death, and there's a whole bunch of rather really nasty stuff in between, yeah. So, amber alerts, yeah, okay, turn down the phone, the volume of the, the alert. Got it. Like, if you're worried about people not checking their phone because of, uh, like, how many people do you see going around just in everyday life? They can't not put their phone down. You just use double negative. I, I know. No you lo- you love that. <laughs> how many people struggle to put their phone down? But, yeah, it comes over my Bluetooth saying you have a message. Yeah. Uh, would you like me to read that message? Yes. yes if but... you have a car that's, like, so from the future. <laughs> from this decade no um <laughs> so i mean i got one, a car from both but the, the the point being is that just look at the all you know it's, it's not perfect no one's no but don't throw the baby out with the bath that's water. exactly what i'm saying 
And it's a good means. The delivery needs to be adjusted. Grow up. Yeah. That's grow up. And then if, yeah, if, if it doesn't affect you, chances are you're going to go like I did. It's like, yeah. I can't help the situation because I'm in bed. And, and that's, <laughs> that's the other part. In the of dark. The, that's the other part of the equation that I, I consider to be separate. If you're going to use 911 to file a complaint about a system that they're trying to use to apprehend a suspect, you might be an asshole. Or you're too stupid for your own good. Yeah. Like, ugh. Anyway. They're emergency. Okay, okay, let me demystify for you 911 <laughs> fuckers, okay? Okay? There's emergencies, and then there's everything else. So if you're not bleeding on the floor, you're not going to die, don't use 911. Yeah. Let me clarify. If you're not in agony, dying, or at risk of dying, don't call 911. I think we've beat this horse dead. No. It's, it's no. dead. Because if you look at the number of phone calls that people waste 911's time. Oh, it's true. So true. So how about this? How about we raise taxes to handle your volume of stupidity? Uh, no, we'll just... Honestly, we shouldn't punish the group. We should just punish you. Every every non... Or what, is, what is it? Every... Uh, Non-essential. Benign, non-essential... Um, phone call that you give into 911, we increase your tax percentage by like point zero five of a percent. <laughs> or, or we rate, give it like a one-time fee of $1,000. Oh, yeah. That's not bad. Wasting the time. Because it takes a police officer like an hour to serve a freaking violation like that. And they got to do all the paperwork up afterwards saying what happened. I and mean, we can make a bunch of other bullshit to add in there. Meanwhile, somebody's literally bleeding to death on the floor or somebody's getting seriously, you know. And the reason for this is in a world of finite resources, you're taking away vital resources. The word vital here means something. It means life and limb. <laughs> so Whiskey's already finished his glass of ice wine. Um, and, uh, I've already got him fired up. So we're ready to go for this next topic. <laughs> Can you eat just one Tic Tac? I can't. <laughs> so in the news, uh, well, two days ago, I saw a bit in, uh, in Kingston, the, uh, sure. Why not? I'll have a little bit more. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Um, so in Kingston, the yellow jackets have arrived. I guess they were already here. They just, you know, found a new purpose. Uh, okay. <laughs> you sent me this article. <laughs> you can't. You can't have a sigh of dismay. Well, I sent you because it was a sigh of dismay that opted me to send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm all into this article. I'm like, oh, yell! I see there's city hall and and uh, the yellow jackets are there and everything's good. And then I go down and. I read the line that says, I don't follow a news source. I just get my news from social media. Yeah. There's, there's, there's my, there's my uh, clickbait phrase of the, of the episode. If you, if you use social media solely to get your information, like exclusively use social media to get your information, you might be an asshole. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're beyond an asshole. You're fucking stupid. Well, at best, you're just ignorant. Well, no. Let, let's look. We, let's go into it. Okay. If you get your news solely from social media, step one. If you look at Eastern Bloc warfare, uh, w- first one thing they do is try and disrupt the organization. And stage two, or pursu- pursuing to that objective, well, they just start screwing on social media, taking out ads, 
to put one person against the other person to separate and disorganize the 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 destabilize the democracy that's there hell yeah putin does it all the time <laughs> that's exactly what happened in ukraine yeah. and if you get your news from social media well and guess Georgia. what yeah well guess what well what you're doing is that you're just following whatever some other uh uh country wants you to believe and you're following into their footsteps so if you value canadian identity canadian rights canadian charter rights of freedoms and all those things Social media for news should be the last place you look. And that's funny because that was the one quote that this... Okay, so let's... We should probably take a quick step back, but before I do, that was the one quote that this uh, this person um, said. Yeah, so this quote from there, they said that they're trying to look out for Canadian values. They're trying to stand up for Can- Canada and Canadians' rights. And it's just like you basically did the opposite yeah, I mean, to to I'm not that. sure if it's the same person, but I mean, uh, fair equality, fair work for wages. I think those are Canadian things. And social media, guess what? It's fr- it's not quite free, but guess what? It doesn't. It's not free news because it ain't news. It is a way of warping your ideology. Yeah. So, I know well, we we use Facebook for a lot of things. News is not one of them. <laughs> Yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. I like I thought there was a whole thing by like the people who control Facebook or run it or whatever. They said that they were going to uh get away from including like news feeds and in, in uh in social media feeds, but it seems like it's doubled since they said that. It's still going on, man. Like they're just going to find a different way, different way of covering it up. Like listen, just pay for one newspaper. That's all I'm asking you. Just pay for one. I don't oh. care which one it is. Yeah. Because chance, you know what? When you pay them, they're now accountable. I don't know if paying for one newspaper is good though, because like that still leads to some things like confirmation bias and that kind of stuff. Like, what if we had a service? Yeah, but the thing is, you have some measure of accountability. Even yeah, no, I I, I agree. So, there has to be. So, there has okay, to be. well, let's and it has to be paid for. I'm not going to go from a left by a left wing and a right wing newspaper, and maybe one from the middle. Right. <laughs> Just pick one. No, I get it. I, that's one. fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, but what if there was a service? I mean, look at what we've got with this. Like, It's almost like the Netflix model where you have all kinds of different services under one umbrella and you pay for one service, one monthly subscription, whether that's like 5 bucks or 10 bucks or 15 or 20 or whatever. Um, and then you have access to you know, a garden variety of different news sources and they are all getting paid. Right. Spotify does the same thing. Now, obviously, there's an inherent problem with that because, you know, Spotify is a different kind of service and they don't necessarily pay original content creators very well. I I don't know the full story on that. I know there I know there's a history of that. Um, But uh, like and I don't know what it is with Netflix as well, but it sounds like, you know, there's obviously issues that need to be worked out. But what if we had a service like that? For journalism, they do Flickr. Okay, can you explain? It's just a, it's another stream. It's not a streaming service, but it's another service provides all the magazines and news articles that you could ever possibly want for a oh, how, how come I haven't heard about it? Because you don't read it all. Because <laughs> I only get my news from social media <laughs> and YouTube and YouTube and YouTube. Well, I don't. I don't really. Uh, I get my. I get different kinds of news from YouTube. Anyway, 
uh, I don't think I should say what it's coming to mind. Oh, it's like gaming news. I oh, like okay. video games and that kind of stuff. I was thinking pornography, but let's move on. <laughs> Can't get that on YouTube. You go somewhere else. <laughs> um, anyway, I guess we could take a step back. For Do we want to talk? Like, there's two different avenues we could go down. With this, and I was trying to to, to decide like which way we go. Will we go the journalism route, which is kind of like where we're going right now, or do we go down like this, you know, resurgence of socialism movement thing that's happening on specifically with the Yellow Jackets? Okay, well, maybe we could do a, like a. Bruce, well, you're both. you're usually like the monitor, and you just sort of probe me for a rant or two, <clears throat> oh, like, okay. like the old neighbor. Uh, I'm gonna go. We're gonna roll reverse a little bit, and I'm gonna say, "What is socialism to you? What and is, why? And why do you think it's a rise on, for millennials to be part of a socialist movement?" You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, so okay, socialism to me. All right, it's not the. Um, I'm not gonna take the the ham fisted. Um, southern american approach where it's like you're just a bunch of socialists and they equate socialism with communism no i don't see it that way um they're on the same on a similar spectrum but um the way that i see socialism socialism it's shut up it's your damn ice wine the way i see uh socialism is uh it's a method by which the people allow government to run stuff on their behalf Basically, right? We're, we allow more government control over certain things than other things, right? And we have a lot of that. We have a lot of socialist policies in Canada. I mean, they have it in the U.S. as well. Like just the fact that we have, you know, things like, you know, police departments and medical services and health care. Like these are, there's a lot of socialist practices that happen with these, happen with these things. And I completely agree and support and uphold them. Right. <clears throat> but there is a point at which I think socialism goes a little too far. Now, the this whole thing of this um, movement, this you called it, it was a you said it was in an economist article said that it's it's a resurgence of socialism. OK. Amongst millennials. Amongst millennials. OK. So I think there's a bunch of different factors to take into consideration when let, let's just ask the question for it, what it is. Why are we seeing millennials, or why are we seeing, let's just say, young people uh, on the march a lot, right? Getting active, um, but not necessarily going along with the current governmental system, the current continental system that we have. The rise of millennial socialism and the economist. All right, there you go. We're going to have to share that one. It hasn't come in the mail yet because oh, okay, I, see. I live in the boonies. So there's a couple of things. I see there being a lot of mistrust in government practices. Um, you take a couple of examples. Look at what's happened with the 2008 financial crisis. I mean, Canada didn't get hit as hard as the U.S. did, but we also had a lot of uh, policies in place that were to protect us against, um, I guess, rising um, interest rates, mortgage, the mortgage crisis, and all that kind of shit. I don't know the details. I do know that the conservative cre- government took credit for it, and wrongfully so, at the time, anyway. Um, 
So 2008 financial crisis, we haven't really been able to let that go. And I think that's for good reason. Because at the end of the day, it told people that you can basically get away with any crime so long as you can negotiate around uh, obscene amounts of money. If you're if you're if you're a perceived corrupt institution like a bank or uh, mortgage companies or any of these like rich people on Wall Street, you can basically get away with murder, and the government will bail you out. Well, now think, that may not be the truth, but that's the perception. No, no, I, and, I, and I think like if we do, if we if we separate my generation from yours, okay, and you're you're sort of lumped into that millennial part, right? We're um, not that far removed. <laughs> well, it's almost a decade, so let's just let's just just. just See, I'm actually just, giving you credit this time. Most of the time, I make fun of you for your age. No, but I no no. But <laughs> let, 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 let's 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 bratch it up. Let's. I mean, I saw the the fall of Berlin Wall. Yeah, um, I was alive during it. <laughs> yes, yeah, shitting yourself doesn't count. <laughs> um, Throwing temper tantrums. <laughs> um, let's. So, so we we look at these things and we say, okay, what does socialism mean? And I think we if we put in another factor in my question. So, if that was my main question, Article B would be. How do you feel that so, the rise of socialism plays into the role of the one percenters or the 99 percenters movements? You had the one percenters yeah. and they had the 99 percenters? Yeah. How do you feel those movements play into it? I think a lot of them are full of shit. Like, let's talk about who those 99 percenters are. A lot of them are college students in North America, right? No, it's us too. No, it's us too, but... No, but like the people who are actually performing these uh, sit-ins, and sit-ins, and like who who is that demographic normally? Right? Is it going to be a lot of college students? Look at look at people who can do it with uh, a oh, uh, Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, largely. Call, okay, so here's 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 something. This is by no means not my. It's not my original thought. I've definitely heard this argument many times. But here's here's one thing. You live in North America, so you're already by definition part of the one percent. Yes, you are. In comparison with the rest of the world? Oh, yeah. Yes, you are. You yeah, are part of well, the 1%. Okay, so you're in North America. Now you go to an Ivy League school or you go to a major university institution. Now you're part of the 1% of the 1%. And you're bitching? You're bitching about <laughs> people know. who have money that you don't. You're just angry because you don't have money now. Uh, but you could get it if you worked hard <laughs> and made your way to get that money. Sorry, man. I love it when you rent <laughs> No, I'm serious. <laughs> it's beautiful. And the rise of socialism amongst millennials. And the rise of socialism amongst millennials. Um, I think there's both thoughts together. I think there's no, give me an omelet. You mean you mean like uh, have how do I how can I come up with this cognitive dis- dissonance that I've established? No, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but anyways, um, no, I think there's a. Uh, I think there's a, what's the word I'm looking for? Disingenuous, I don't know. I'm trying to think. There's a loss of faith in our uh, leadership, in our collective leadership. Like, I'm not talking of any one particular leader. Uh, yeah, I'll have, I'll have a dram. Give me a, give me a pretty wee dram there, lad. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a good dram. 
said two fingers. Yeah, I did, I did. You didn't put two pinkies together. You're right. <laughs> okay. What are we drinking here? Uh, Glen Morgie, you brought it. Glen Morgie. Say that again. Glen Morgie? Is that oh, what yeah. it is? Glen, I don't have my glass on. The Glen Morangie. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of constants I would never put together. Glen, Glen Morangie, what is it? The Tar Logan? The Tar Logan Limited Edition Legends. It's a delicious, delicious dram. Very smooth. Cheers, my friend. Who even has a European website on it? Thank you for bringing it. Cheers. Oh, that is very smooth. It is super smooth. You got a smack um, of peat and then yeah, and some warm. Just just smooths right down at the end. It's good. Um, I'm not talking about any one particular leader. I'm talking about um, and a lot of the elections that have come to pass um, between what, anything in Europe. What you see, what you've seen in Ontario, what you've seen across the board, what you've seen in the U.S. is, and I don't know how far I want to go down this rabbit hole, but um, it seems to me like we as citizens are often having to choose between equal bowls of shit when it comes to leadership, and I think people are no, I. Listen, can I, can I have a, can I have like a, a minute, I want a, a I want a JFK, man. I want to, like, I want an actual fucking leader. Well, you did. You got an actor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you Funny thing is, you don't get to edit your practices halfway through the movie <laughs> when you're doing this job, man. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> so well, maybe, maybe I can give you something. Like, I have a, a philosophy. Um, okay. I've been around the world in a lot of really crappy situations, as you've gone to know me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think really we don't have the adversity. We didn't. Ha- we don't have the adversity we had in two thousands. We don't have enough struggle. Exactly. So, okay. so enough to unite the people. Right now, we have to figure. We have to figure out if we're gonna, if my mortgage can handle the stress test. Um, in in saying that, like. We don't have the struggles like some regions do. It's we have some smaller pockets of struggles, but overall the big struggles aren't there. I don't know if I agree with that. Well, but no, hold like on. on an individual level, but we yeah, have yeah. enough. There's enough struggle. There's always, but we never unite each other, and I think that's one of the downfalls of social media. It sort of freaking, it sort of patronizes the masses in in some sense. Like there are real issues. Well, like segregates protection of the north and climate change. There's so much misinformation. Yeah. Like you know who benefits from climate change right now is the Russians up north. I'm just throwing it out there. What? Um, well, what? Yeah. There are Russians in the north. <laughs> yes, we share a border. <laughs> For those who don't know, we share a border. <laughs> okay, don't shout at them. Now I have to edit that. <laughs> No, but the, think about it. And then we have erosion. Some of the islands in the north are going to disappear when the permafrost thaws. Watching that on W5. That's okay. pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Hmm. Because the permafrost is so, so it's basically <clears throat> soil. It's frozen. Yeah. And when it thaws, the ocean hits it with water, and then it disappears. <laughs> mm. So there's whole islands that are disappearing right now up north. Um, I would say that's an issue, especially since the people that are watching this happen are living there. 
watching their island erode as they're sitting yeah. on it. Um, and we're not talking about small amounts. We're talking about like we're t- east coast, west coast, you know, a meter here, a meter. We're talking about 50 to 100 meters, okay? Wow. This is not something that's small. Your ocean side view hotel is now part of the basin. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not being dramatic here. Watch W5. Um, there are real issues here that we need to band together to solve. But right now, the me first part is really weird. Which is kind of funny if we talk about the rise of socialism. So, well, well, no, no, but the clo- socialism is designed to get together to correct a mistake that's wrong or collect, uh, f- correct a need. Yeah, like but the we're Yellow bi- Jacket movement. But all we want is stuff from the government in order to make it work. But we're not willing to pay taxes to make it happen. Yeah. So one one or two things will happen. Is it going to invent a solution to make it happen? Or I'm going to run a deficit for a few years. And you know what? Anybody that lived through the 90s recognizes it's a really disastrous situation to run deficits for a prolonged period of time. Listen, I'm not saying the current government is doing it right or wrong. But the money has to come from somewhere. So if you don't want to pay oh, taxes. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay. There's other problems. So we look at it that way. But there's then also we look questions at the rise of, people. of how the money current that is currently going in, that it's being managed. Right? Listen, it's, it's a bureaucracy. Unless you guys give them the funds to actually improve rather than just provide services, it'll never get better. If you ever work in a bureaucracy that is as lean as possible, it just doesn't end well. Well, I mean, it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like your solution is to just, we have to be willing to pay more money. But... I'm always questioning, aren't we paying enough money? Um, and what is being done with the money that we're currently paying? Oh, totally. Right? You know what? Let's fund more audits. So that's that's the thing about the budget in a, in a bureaucracy, is that it only looks to cover its costs. So we're going to provide you a service. How much money do you want to give me? Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you whatever that is based on the cost. It doesn't care about output. Bureaucracies don't care about output. Why not? Because they're not designed they? to. They're not designed to. Why not? Well, like you know, you know about this, so explain it. They're not designed to. So, uh, the textbook to the rough. That really, what they talk about is is they're only caring about providing service within the envelope of cost. First of all, I'm not staring at this sh- shelving unit that you pointed at to with the textbook on the left, and second of all, neither any of our users, uh, <laughs> our viewers. Oops. <laughs> Four o'clock hands to the left, buddy. Um, but that's all at really according to the textbook. That's really what it is. Having worked in bureaucracy, that's what it is. So it, it, we're not looking. Bureaucracies aren't funded to improve. They're not. They're just designed to regulate and maintain the the structure. That's it. In a micro world, and if the structure isn't pumping out anything of utility anything of value then what what do we do with that like we can't as you keep saying can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. but at the same time if there if the structure itself isn't providing any value why do we have the bureaucracy anyway i think there's longer trends here that we could talk about so you, you talk about um agents of change or catalysts of change right so right now i would count uh donald trump doug ford as catalysts of change right so they're, they're not driving it they're just uh they're a, a 
product of the times. Yeah, so so the malcontent doesn't want the same, so they're going to vote for something different. The parties knowing yeah. the parties certain parties knowing this will restructure, knowing that they're going to provide something that's different. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's better. Um, and for every portfolio they specialize and do good in, there's five others that they're not. Because yeah. I mean, let's let's be reasonable here. If you're a minister of any kind, um, your portfolios are rather large. Just the odds of you specializing is slim to none. Hmm. So, um, so with that in mind, uh, when we're starting to look at how do we fix this, right? How do we fix our life? Like, because right now we're saying we're millennials are, oh, we're socialists or we're. We have a socialist leaning. Half more of them don't even know what the hell that word means. More. So we're looking for the government to step in to fix some of the problems that we're having. And all, and the, But the government is full of people who may be just as inept as you are. <laughs> like, Yeah. But you're looking for a daddy. Okay. Maybe your daddy, maybe your parents are less. Like that's a parents. good point. And you're looking for that leadership guidance. And I. So why don't you step? Is you, is that what your question is? Like, you're, I'm, we're leading to a question here, it sounds like. Is. Is it why don't you, millennial, step up and take charge of the current situation? Yeah. Now, here's the question is, are they, you know, fully informed or prepared to be able to do something like that? Like, you know, the this, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, is it OAC or the OAC, AOC? Um, oh, she's from New York, that senator or whatever. Is she a senator or congresswoman or whatever? One of the youngest elected officials in uh, in the U.S. I want to say it's the Senate. I can't. I can't remember though. I don't, but like, I really she's know. she's a millennial. She's actually she's younger than I am. So I don't like. God help us all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but she's like, she's in front of uh, in front of Congress, like basically just talking about talking about trump and talking about all like all kinds of issues and she's bringing issues to the forefront and she's playing the game but she may not necessarily have the same experience that people in older generations do right now i'm i'm, I'm, all for I'm shooting from the hip i get i'm it. all for change yeah okay listen if you see a millennial in power give him the give him your ear listen to what he has to say if you support it then support it but you know what Voter turnout is like sixty percent. Yeah, it's pretty abysmal. To pa- to get if voter turnout is sixty percent, you need thirty percent of the vote to get in. Yeah. All right. So if that tells me the other thirty percent of people who are did not vote, who cannot vote, need to make plans to vote, so we can get their best candidate involved. If we all take the time to choose, that's the best way. Would you change the rule? Yes. Like, would you would you would you change the rule? Like, would you make it mandatory for people to vote? First question, and second question, if if the rule if it was not mandatory for people to vote, would you um, enforce a rule that if you do not get fifty one percent of the vote based on the actual demographic on the actual citizenship within a given area or whatever, that there's like I don't know, like a de facto vote of no confidence. We can't hold an election because we don't have enough people here to vote. I mean, no, most I, most I, small I, constituencies, small small groups where they have like a 
a committee or a president or whatever. Oh, here, I'll debate this with you, okay? So let me... I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm asking I'm in, questions. I'm in this questioning mood here, so I'll, I'll turn the question on you, okay? <laughs> so, because to, to me, like, things like that just... they comments like that really scare me because they sound like social media questions and it's not it's, it's not a it's not a gripe but to, to me it has the same flavor okay How so? okay so so if we don't have the the majority to vote okay if we don't have enough people that votes we're not gonna we're, we're gonna in annul the, the the existing one and we'll just hold another one Right? Is always pretty much what you kind just of said? yeah it kind of leads to that because okay, okay. but it's if it's you're, you're right the so, same so, thing's going to happen. But recognize a lot of elected officials, they run by term. So they, they, they'll work until the term's over, and then they'll retire. Yeah. Are you going to force those politicians back to work? Well, it's up to them if they no, want no, to no. do it again or yeah, not. But this, so the seat's going to be vacant. Okay, so that's the other one. Right. So can you force people to be... To, to, you can't force people to work. No, you can't force Because we them. have a charter of rights, right? Because we believe in that. Okay. But I also believe in a leader that believes that they can actually do the job. And if they're willing to put their yeah, put their reputation, they're willing to put everything on the line, and they're willing to wait for the yeah, actual for the actual policies to take effect, then they're deserving of going like if they're willing to put up with bullshit in order to become elected, mm-hmm. then they're deserving of being a leader that shows patience, that shows temperance on their part. No, but okay, yeah, but that's that that's that's fine. But I'm going to have a baby, and I'm pregnant. I'm a, I'm listen. I I plan my life. This I'm 64 and you years be, old. You would be the first man. 64 man. <laughs> 64 man. But but you need to understand is that <laughs> people plan the politicians plan their lives associated with this. So you can't just say, "Well, we're going to force you back to work until we get a solution." Okay, so the, to me that's a non-starter because there's, it's fraught with problems and no no parliamentarian would sit there being forced to work. Okay, in that under those circumstances. They're willing to force us to pay taxes to go through that whole heartache, so why can't we force them to be accountable You can't in that force regard? people to work. It's called slavery. Yeah, well, they <laughs> chose that line of work. They chose that life. It's the same thing. You can't thing. do it's, it. It's you long... can't do it. I'm not saying they and have to. And you're asking to. the very no. same people to pass they the law. Choose to. <laughs> if they if they decide to walk away, then they weren't worth our time to be leaders in the first place. Yeah, but they're in their term. They don't care. And yeah. no parliamentarian. And that that's that begs the question no. of why are who are these leaders that we're electing? Because as far as I'm concerned, okay, let's let's do job evaluation. What is the purpose of a politician? It's to get reelected, but it's not no, to actually. No, it's not. It's to serve the people the best of their ability. Okay, and then come election. Come election, they're what? not serving shit. They're only there to get reelected. First of all, if you serve shit, you get freaking charged. But anyways, <laughs> purpose of a politician is just to get reelected, man. Man, I don't know what Facebook you or no, what channel. Not- Facebook no, it's crying not. out loud. The job of the politician is not that. No, it's not. You are the voice. Look, there's a whole bureaucracy moving ahead. Just picture like this Leviathan cruise ship just chugging along. We always okay. agree in on this whole thing. This, oh, yes. this particular topic about bureaucracies. This picture always comes back here. <laughs> the- <laughs> Listen, I've been on places where uh, when I talk about ministerial responsibility and the effect of a politician, they're huge. Okay, so you need to understand is they're not it's, it's not they're not token positions. 
they are somebody. I've been in several instances where the the minister coming in or the uh, MPP uh, has had a tremendous impact on what was happening. Oh, for sure, totally, and for the better of the people. Okay, so let's let's just put that on the table. And there's definitely people out there who are like they're altruistic to to a fault. Where they will they will look out for the needs of their people. They will look out for the needs of their constituency. And I, you want those are the people that we want representing us. Absolutely, I agree with you. But there's also people who just want to fudge push fucking this rope of a fucking bureaucracy. Keep going. They just want to keep pushing rope. And some and they they just well want, pushing rope means that they are action. They're trying to action something when the rope doesn't want to pull. It's ineffective. Yeah, so they're pushing the wrong direction. Or it could also mean that they're trying to push a rope that, or no one else is working together. So, I, I mean, there's different analogies with the rope pushing. <laughs> but anyways, I'm starting to sound like uh, one of the characters from Independence Day. But anyways, <laughs> uh, where I want to go with this is that is we... There's more to it than that. Like we always say, we want, we want mom and dad to have done more. We want our parents, like millennials. I I think it's like I'm X. So, like I see, it's like we just millennials have a desire to to want more, feel that they deserve more, and a lot of times. Um, Are you just using this as a platform to shit on millennials? No, is that what this topic is? No, no. I'll shit on you before I leave. <laughs> um, wow. Whoa, whoa. Slow down. Whoa, bear. No, but it, it, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of themes here. And as, as, as we grow and, and understand the different systems at play, I, I think we, we can't um, ignore that, yes, as millennials, we want more. You, is it tied to... How much information is available? I don't know. Because maybe somebody dealt with me in a way that wasn't the best way because they didn't watch all the YouTube videos. I don't know. Could we have done it better because 20 years ago they had this service and my grandmother told me it was better? I don't know. Maybe I saw on a reality TV show where someone got fired for doing it. I don't know. I don't know where you're going with all this. My point is, when we talk about socialism, socialism sort of rises. And uh, in my college years, I spent time studying the uh, a fair amount of time studying the uh, the Winnipeg General Strike of 1970. The Bolsheviks movement was happening. So they, so you need to understand is it's tied into the Industrial Revolution, industrialization of different places. And people leaving the prairies, coming into major urban centers, expecting a better quality of life, not necessarily getting it. People immigrating at the same time at a high rate from Europe and not getting the better quality of life they hope to get. Right. But it's, it's almost like now we, we, we spend our time going to school and we say, well, we're educated. I deserve a job. I'm getting one. But I'm not that much further ahead that if I didn't get a job. So what you're saying or didn't is, get an education. So maybe the maybe the question isn't necessary or the statement isn't necessarily we're not getting enough struggle. It's we haven't set expectations appropriately. Just because you have an education doesn't mean you are entitled to a job. The market will dictate. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I used to be the 
you know, I literally had a professor write your Marxist on my paper. So I believe in the power of the people. Like flat out, I believe if we organize, we can do some great things. Oh, for sure. And if you're on the far right in particular, you have all the guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, the piece becomes is is that where do we go from here? How do we grow? You know, when I when I when I left college the first time when when the YK two bubble burst, I was unemployed. I was hungry like everybody else. Um and I blamed all the different circles. You know what? I had <clears throat> honors. Why wasn't I getting a job compared to somebody else who got less marks than I did? You know, I'm much more talented. Why don't I get this and that? Well, there's a whole bunch of other cycles at play. There's family, friends, there's training. But you know what? There are ways to go about solving a problem that doesn't involve brute force. Um radically shifting our ideologies and changing our country i think but i think that's a direction that a lot of people are pushing right now they're pushing the collective society into that direction like i mean there's even talks of civil war in the u.s with uh, with uh, there there's more um more polar opposition amongst the i guess the the binary party system than there was during the, the point of the civil war that's, I don't know if that's true or not, but it sounds like it. Sound, I heard it somewhere. So okay, but, but okay, let's. But that's take, take, that's take one that direction it could take, go in. Take that thought though. And that's horrible. That's a horrifying thought. thought. And extrapolate to the topic we talked about earlier, and how social media leads to destabilization of organ, of democracies. Yeah, I've I've even said myself. Okay. um... The experiment was fun while it lasted, but I think it's time we shut down, turned off social media. Completely turned it off. You can keep the internet for what it is. People can just go and, you know, watch their cute cat videos or whatever, and that's it. But that's all you're getting from it. We've The, the experiment failed. We can't handle it as a species. <laughs> or we start regulating. I mean, look at the, the thing for radical. Like, people write shit write stuff and not understand what they're they're doing it yeah it's like my sister posted something on how two photos first one is why can't we have okan in schools and then uh the next one is the comparison to islam praying like listen prayer rooms aren't for one denomination if you want to go pray go ahead i mean that's that's what you need to do if you want to go pray, you want to go meditate. If you want part to... of our charter, man, like just don't push it on other people. That's, that's it. fine. But there's, there's no. It's a false dichotomy. Yeah. You you don't. There's patriotism and religion are two freaking separate things. Okay, so you, they need to freaking wise up. So I posted a picture of Hitler. But anyways, of course oh. you did. <laughs> no, that's that's so. I mean. That whole thing, like, that was another thing about the Yellow Jackets. Like, okay, so a million people signed a petition before they started getting physically active in France. Um, the whole Yellow Jacket movement uh, in France was, it was to protest. A lot of it had to do with rising diesel prices. Um, there was, uh, they said that there was unfair treatment of the working classes. And that's where the whole thing of, you know, the Yellow Jacket came from. 
all and, that kind of stuff. But realize like the the argument of the working class has pure, been traditionally a European problem. Yeah. It's been a European problem because typically what happened is landlords would buy a house in one region and then live in another and yeah. then wouldn't maintain the house. Like if you read 19th century poetry and literature, that was rampant all the way through I don't. these things. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nobody else does either. <laughs> Sorry. But there's these themes, the classes theme, like, but it ties into like the one percent theme, mm-hmm. so they relate. And 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 I got it. You know what? I got it. There's um, also, you know, they're French. <laughs> I have nothing. No, no. Uh, I, I I got a lot of I got a lot of francophone friends, but it's funny when you ever hear about French people protesting. I mean, it's but there's okay. one. It's one Say thing. It ain't fr- so. <laughs> it's one thing to be francophone. There's one thing to be French. Yeah. And the difference is, one's from France, one just speaks the language. So yeah. you'd be from Algeria, and you'd have other greater That's problems. It's <laughs> funny. There's a there's a funny joke about that. Uh, a uh, uh, a Parisian was talking to a, an English speaking Canadian, and uh, they were talking about uh, French people, French speaking Canadians. And the Parisian asked the English speaking Canadian, "Say so, um, what is it with like?" People in Quebec, what is it with your with your Quebec people, your French people in Canada? And the Canadian said, "Well, you got to understand. Um, basically, what happens is you start in Montreal, and as you move east, um, the French gets more and more redneck. Essentially, that's what happens. So you hit Quebec City and north and north and north. And north. You hit Quebec City. You know, you get there's a lot of tourism there, but that's you know there was a lot of the birthplace of the the uh, um, Front de Libération de Québec. Um, and then you move into New Brunswick and then you get these, uh, Acadiens. Um, you get a lot of them. And, uh, and then the Parisian said, what if you go more east than that? And, uh, and the Canadian said, well, then you hit France. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I am all for, like, I'm all for workers' rights. And like I said, talked about before, but we, but we need to, it, it, it shouldn't be just complaining. We we have institutions. I mean, like, what's interesting is that we we many of the people are pro unionization, where it's like a mini republic of workers trying to build workers' rights to do a particular job. Yet, on the other hand, we have the rise of the millennials, and I'm looking, going, wait a second, you how can you be? Unions are a socialist organization. Yeah. But they're looking out on behalf of the people. But unions are taking, in many respects, are taking a nosedive. Yeah. And then on the other side, you say we're socialists or we have very socialist views. Uh, listen, the whole thing's messed up. So if you're, if you want to support socialist ideology, that's unionization. That unionization. That's a part of it, but it's not necessarily all of it. Oh, yeah. Because you could take it too far and you could turn into a communist regi- regime like what we saw in the Soviet Union. Yes, but I, what I'm saying is that. They put the socialist in socialism. <laughs> like, come yes, on, man. And killed many of them doing it. Tens of millions <laughs> of people died as a result of starvation or being sent I off know, to the gulags but but if, if Mao's China same shit but if you look at unionization in in a democracy it is almost like the best of many worlds the unionization of democracy no unionization within a democracy within a democracy it's almost the best of both worlds you have the high quality you have people you know you have the high quality outputs technically 
And then you have the rights that the workers need. You have it with a business backing. So if the union demands too much, the the thing closes and it goes away. If you kind of like what Trump did with shutting down the government, (laughs) if you unionize, if you unionize, like if you want to unionize the country to a social piece, there's never a correction. Because we're looking never a correction. What what are you? What are you talking about here? No, but if you look at the bigger picture here, so if I have a business where the where the the they treat the workers poorly, so the workers unionize. Okay. And when they unionized, they started demanding too much, and they got a lot of power. The business was no longer to make any money, so they left. Okay. I'm, it's a plug for GM, but don't go too far in the hole. Yeah, I, I went down that rabbit hole before, and I got spanked. <laughs> okay. So. <clears throat> So, but so them leaving or closing—that's a correction. Workers weren't worth that much, or the 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 price of the vehicles. That's a correction on okay on the the organization is making both the union and the worker. Okay, or sorry, the union and the worker, and then the other part is the business. Okay, so the margins weren't high enough for the the work they were delivering. So, because they couldn't sustain it, there was no market right. for their products. Right, it collapses. Yes. Those so, are correct. So the union co- could cause the collapse of that. Got it. Okay. So, but if you did it to a country, and the country corrected itself in the national state, the world stage, what happens? Soviet Union. Collapses. Soviet Union. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happens? Mass starvation. Mass everything. But there was, what you're talking about is, you're. It's almost like. We're ignoring the fact that there's one principle on which Western democracy was founded, and it's that the individual is of paramount importance. It's the individual's rights and individual freedom that makes the democracy. It's not the group. It's not the it's not the actions of the group, not the actions of any union. It's the actions of individuals on a day-to-day basis. That uphold democracy. That works in certain contexts, yes. Well, it's worked for us. It's not perfect, but it's worked for us for, well, shit, like what, 300 years? It doesn't work when you're trying to get a majority of the vote. Just throwing it out there. (laughs) No, no. Like, I'm not saying, like, no, I totally agree with you, but like, (laughs) it's the best ball of shit that we've come up with in what? In in the millennia that we've been a species. Oh, we've been a species longer than millennia. But, (laughs) <laughs> our system of government and democracies listen we're not a pure form of democracy we're not pure p- no i i know we're not a true demo- no i get it i get it we're not pure we're not pure socialists we're not pure capitalists yeah like, no, i get that. no no i'm just putting in evidence here so right so it's not a criticism of your arguments but it, we're not a pure so the the thing is is that these systems these social systems already exist like what? What do you mean? So we have uh best one is welfare. Okay. Period. Yeah. Disability. Yeah. EI. Yeah. Uh healthcare. Yeah. Childcare. Yeah. Well, that's six systems of complete universal child baby bonus. I mean we go through a police list. services, EMS. Yeah, I mean we go through the list. There's 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 lots no, of I get services. That. And, uh, that's- Military. I've already i I've already stated those whole all no, no, those things. I'm it's not I'm not citing you. But the the point is is that as a message, maybe, isn't the fact that 
we need to go to the so, more socialist or less socialist. Maybe we just need to understand and develop our systems better. Just understand the process better? Yes. Maybe people need to become more educated on the process itself? Let's do it. Read a book. Well, no. What about Or a, what a about, website. What Sorry. about civics? And we used to have civics in high school and all that kind of stuff. But isn't that isn't that now gone by the wayside? I don't know. Well, I'm not. I'm probably. I'm shooting from the hip again. I don't know. I went to French school. I don't know what to call it in English. Not for, I didn't go to French school either. Same thing. We had physics, but I, or physics. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I had physics. We had we had civics. Good course. Boring. Boring <laughs> as fuck. We had science, men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. I think it's absolutely necessary. It just requires the right. Maybe it requires the right curriculum to be in developed. Or but maybe, now, you're, now we're asking to, to divert ta- our, our taxes towards pushing towards that thing. I don't know. And I don't even remember what we were really trying to address here. <laughs> no, we were, we were debating the pros and cons of socialism, how it's instantiated millennials, the Yellow Jack movement. Yellow there Jack are more. Movement. Okay, in my mind, there are. You, you were asking me the questions, right? Yeah. And like, just up front, there are more pros than cons. But there are still cons. Yes. That's the way I look at it. Pretty fucking simple. <laughs> I, I maybe edit this this analogy, but when you're covered in shit and you can still breathe, there's room for more. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So where do we go from here? How long have we been going? One hour. About an hour? Okay. About an hour. I think we're... <laughs> You're where, done. Where do we go? From? You're done. I'm not done, It was but... the ice wine right to the... That's the ice wine that did it. Oh, it was the ice wine. It was delicious. Um, we could definitely go further from here, but... Uh, no, we, we could rant a, long, lo, a lot longer. Like Maybe, maybe, maybe we could just close up with our, some of our messages, because we talked about a lot of things. Educate and inspire. Yes. That's thank my you. serious... Thank you, Whiteboard. That's, that's, my, that's my trailer voice. <laughs> trailer for it. hey producer what is, we don't have producer it's rocks doing both uh <laughs> yes apparently anyways but let's let's go with the, the pieces that we always say that it's always the fault of somebody else to solve our problems yes i would say that's a common theme of what we see in the news it's always the fault of somebody else to solve our problems it's hmm. always somebody else's responsibility to solve our problems Maybe, maybe not. Exactly. But when you're protesting, you're trying to get awareness to get some people to do something. Yeah, if you do it right. You got to do it right, though. And you got to be you got to be on point with your message and you got to figure out how your message could be turned against you. Case in point, the Occupy Wall Street movement. And I get my news from social media. Yes, that is also (laughs) like I I, I, man. (laughs) I mean, I do get news from social media, but I don't act on it. Like, I uh, most of the time I get my news from you. <laughs> it's because you're I like- trying to tailor me down and like, you know, direct me into a, this like pathway of righteousness and and clarity of thought, and I just I want to refuse on grounds of I think there's another way. <laughs> I think it was recognized as social media as an outlet is designed to destabilize democracies. We've seen it 
This is not make believe. It's not designed to do that, but it is a no, tool being used. It's turned into that. So people are actively doing it. And there's nothing. Facebook, as long as it wants to make money, will continue to pump you fake news. Donald Trump is the only thing, fake news is the only thing I agree on. Everything else, Donald Trump and I don't agree on. Well, there's something that's interesting, too. Um, but before we segue, is that recognize is that we need to come together in order to solve the other problems. So if you're protesting all the time, that's not coming together. That's creating division. Come together. All right, finish it. So there's two two thoughts um, that I've kind of written out in previous, so forgive me for reading. But the way that I come at it, uh, when it comes to journalism in particular, when we talk about fake news, uh, lack of trust in news media, leads to mistrust mistrust of other institutions, including the latent epidemic that we're seeing with like anti-vaxxers and all that kind of shit. So here's the thing. If we can't trust the media, we can't trust anything, including the institutions that are trying to keep our species from getting wiped out by our own stupidity. Okay? Um, that said, if you get your news and information strictly from social media, you are part of the problem. Just so you know, measles vaccines have risen 500% since breakouts in oh, that Vancouver. Was, that was brilliant. In Washington? In Washington. <laughs> so that let's just amazing. get this straight. If you don't listen to Whiskey and Rocks, your news is probably crap. Yeah, we need more listeners for that to be actually effective. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we, that's a good place to wrap it up. I'm Whiskey. And I'm Rocks. See you next week. Hey everybody, Rox here. I just wanted to take another moment of your time and shamelessly ask that you like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your weekly dose of whiskey and rocks. We're currently on iTunes. We're now officially on the Google Play Store. Uh, We're on Stitcher and YouTube, and we're continuously looking for more ways to expand. As well, you can help us out even more if you write us a review on Facebook, tell all your friends, and even get involved in the conversation. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for more 320 Club.